to Wallowing in the Shallows, a podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a bonus wallow in the Marvel Spotlight series, Echo. Welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows. This is Tori. And this is Rebecca. And today we are talking about Echo, Season 1, Episode 3, Tuklo, and Season 1, Episode 4, Taloa. I have to admit, I was a little disappointed to find out that Taloa was actually just her mom. (laughs) I know. I thought it was going to be some other kick-ass ancestor. Not that her mom, you know, I'm sure her mom's kick-ass, but, you know, I wanted to see something else (laughs) agreed and i suppose and i did actually look and see what the next episode is titled Mm -hmm. and i guess we only had five in total so we Mm -hmm. had to eventually get up to the present generation Mm -hmm. but i too was a bit like oh it's her mom but i will say that at the end of episode three tuklo they were singing a hymn yep and the title came up in the subtitles mm-hmm. as Vba Isht Taloa. Mm-hmm. So the name was oh. part of the hymn. Oh. And all I could find about the hymn was that it meant something like Watchmen Tell Us. Hmm. And so anyway, I, I'm not really quite sure what that connection was, but the mom's name was in that hymn. Interesting. I totally did not even catch that. Good catch. Good catch. So there was something, what was I going to say, referencing back to something we were talking about in the last podcast. A few moments later. Well, one thing I do remember as I was listening to it again, I was talking about the What If episode with Kalori. Yes, and and I I still haven't seen the What Ifs. uh, well, I had referred to the Iroquois Confederacy, which is what the white people called the group of people. They referred to themselves as Haudenosaunee. So I just wanted to correct that. Good. There was something else. What were we talking about? I don't know. Maybe oh, it'll come ta- back to me. We talked about so many great things yes. last episode. Yes, yes. I well, meant to try to find out if I could find the Billy Jack movie streaming somewhere. Oh, <laughs> Yes, that would be that would be funny. Well, one thing that I want to mention mm-hmm. that I hadn't realized mm-hmm. was that the woman playing Echo is actually both deaf and an amputee. Yeah. I didn't I wasn't positive about that, but I had oh. that confirmed. I thought we mentioned it. Oh, no, it must have been when we were talking about Hawkeye. I was gonna say I thought it we mentioned it when we recorded Hawkeye, but we haven't done Hawkeye. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Well, and maybe you and I talked about it yeah. and I had forgotten about it, but that was authentically true. And I guess she had only done like high school theater prior wow. to the to this show. And I thought, wow, she is kicking butt that yeah. I'm so glad this gave her this opportunity because mm-hmm. I am very, very impressed. Yeah. Kudos to Marvel for taking a chance on, you know. An unknown. Same thing with Ms. Marvel. Yes. You know, that was also someone who had never really done any 
quote, serious acting. Mm-hmm. So amazing. Yeah, nice that they're willing to take those chances. Agreed. And I think that both of these young women have knocked it out of the park when given such opportunity. Oh, yeah, that is for sure. So I'd like to spend a little time with this beginning of okay. season one, episode three, Too okay. Glow. Okay. I, uh, I, I just really love what this show is doing. And whether it is completely historically accurate, like I'll just interject my <laughs> within my own narrative here and say, remember how the stickball was really prominent at the mm-hmm. beginning of the previous episode? Mm-hmm. One of my friends is a major lacrosse type person, right. which is the sport that gets played that grew out of stickball. Right. And he said that women were not encouraged to play at all, but that now Native Americans really are encouraging women to play. But it was probably unlikely that Loak would have actually been part of that team Hmm. but that was just that was just my friend's understanding of the history of stickball and similarly we see here at the beginning of tuklo this this calling that is not considered appropriate for women the Uh light what what is it the light horseman light horseman the light horseman and tuklo is like nope I'm meant to do this. And she proves herself. And her dad is like, woohoo. Yeah, you're great. And you just saved all of our lives. Right, right. Yeah, I did some research on the light horseman. And it was a real thing. And it was actually kind of started by the Cherokee, who first around what was it early 1800s, they actually established a they didn't call themselves a light horseman at that I don't think, but they kind of established their own police force, kind of modeling it a little bit on the system of sheriffs and so forth that the kind of newly minted America was using. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they went from town to town and had a lot of leeway in being able to, you know, basically hunt down and try and punish the criminal so to speak Mm -hmm. Uh, and generally it was like they the Cherokee Institute and I just found the year 1808 to kind of stop horse stealing and robbery and other things like that and then they kind of got their first kind of formal nod in November of 1844 but it Mm -hmm. didn't really take off until after the Civil War and the Choctaw created their version modeled on the Cherokee of the Light Horseman in 1820. And they kind of got it finally really going in 1824. And this guy by the name of Hachutokni was his uh, Choctaw name, which means snapping turtle. Hmm. And he kind of made sure that there was funding because at first the government was just going to like, yeah, we'll give you 600 bucks a year. You know, to, you could organize it and use that to maintain it. But by 1825, he had kind of figured out a way to make it sustainable and lastable and not Mm -hmm. just relying, I think, on that 600 bucks that the feds were going to give them. But um, what I thought was really cool is I found this article where the modern Choctaw Nation um, just last year uh, renamed their police force the Light Horsemen to honor their ancestors, which I thought was really, really cool. 
But really by 1900, the feds kind of knocked it all out. And with some federal law um, in 1898 called the Curtis Act, they dissolved all First Nation legal systems. Mm -hmm. Big surprise there. Shocking. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Truly shocking. Exactly. But then, I mean, there are like, on reservations today, they they have their own police force and so forth. But I think that took a while to get reinstated. Mm-hmm. And they still, it's kind of tricky as to, like on a reservation, if a non-tribal member commits a crime on a reservation, this is my understanding, the tribe doesn't have the right to prosecute that person. They can only prosecute tribal peoples, which is what what it has always been, even back with the light horsemen. They could only, and the light horsemen specifically, could only uh, police and put through the system other members of what's called the five civilized tribes. Mm. Um, And it wasn't, so it wasn't even all natives. If it, again, non-native or non-indigenous person, the, uh, the white government had to take care of them. So a lot of things have not changed Mm -hmm. since the 1800s, which is ridiculous if you think about it. Yeah. But anyhow, I could go off on that for a while. Do you know, have you heard of the five civilized tribes? I think if I have, it was probably from you. (laughs) Well, that was a name that, of course, white settlers gave the Cherokee, the Chickasaw, the Choctaw, the uh, Seneca. Mm. I'm sorry, not the Seneca, the Seminole and the Creek. Mm. Because they had adopted Christianity and other kind of Euro-American cultural traits. But of Mm -hmm. course, even though they had done that, it didn't matter when Andrew Jackson signed that damn 1830 Indian Removal Act. Right. And they still got all shifted west of the Mississippi with the many trails of tears. So the Choctaw were one of those five. Yes. Wow. Yes. But. Huh. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, w- I was like, I mean, I knew there were tribal policing forces. I just had never heard that term light horsemen before. So it, of course, I had to go look stuff up. <laughs> Dig that up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we see that Tuklo is very skilled with a gun and also very skilled at throwing things. <laughs> yes. And This, one of my podcasts that I listened to about Echo was uh, Podcastica. And one thing that they mentioned was the comic book character Echo is named Echo because she's able to copy other, like, powers and skills. Hmm. And so they posited that some of these intergenerational connections to her are actually granting her enhanced abilities. And we noticed with the fight where she was chucking the skeet balls and, you know, that kind of stuff could have been a callback to Tuklo's skills and that maybe Tuklo through this generational connection had bestowed additional skill on Hmm. Maya in that realm. That uh, yeah, I guess I thought she was just kind of like channeling. Okay, those, the three earlier women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they were just kind of trying to connect it to the 
comic right. lore, which uh, I of which I know nothing about right. Echo. Right, me too. Me too. Well, and even uh, Chula says something in episode four, right, about echoing down the generations and. Oh, I cannot wait till we get to that scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She sure does. She sure does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to. But coming back. To, oh, go ahead. No, go, no, you go. I just was going to say that coming back to this bit that we're just talking about it. This is something that you often pointed at, point out. But I loved the transition from the black and white sort of historical film mm-hmm. to the black and white security camera that yeah. we see Chula at. I yes. thought it was a nice transition from the historical to the modern. Yeah, I love that kind of silent movie take. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But then I was like, all of a sudden you hear the war cry and I'm like, whoa, suddenly, why, why are we hearing sound in the silent movie suddenly? Mm-hmm. I still haven't quite figured that one out. But anyway, an yeah. interesting choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. I did like that. I liked that a lot. I did. When they first started, you know, and all the horses are coming in and you hear the clop, clop, clop. Yeah, I was like, what did they do? Hire the guys from Monty Python? (laughs) Bring your coconuts. Bring your coconuts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which I thought was funny. I just had to throw that in there because it made me laugh. Good nod. All right. But I have, and also the other thing about the, that black and white scene, uh, Tuklo's eyes were freaking me out. They just look Hmm. totally black. Hmm. They were so black to me, and I only used to seeing that, um, like on Supernatural, and that's how they portray demons, right? You know, somebody's a demon oh. if their eyes go all black, and so that was really freaking me out. I'm like, stop it, stop with the black eyes. Wow, because at first I was like, what's with her eyes? Like, because I couldn't see any of the whites of her eyes. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that just kind of freaked me out. I did not pick up on that. Ah, well, maybe maybe it's just me. Too much supernatural, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I also was like, during the the kind of shootout scene, <laughs> that one guy picked like the skinniest tree to try to hide behind. <laughs> like, dude, we can see you. <laughs> Bad choice. Bad choice. But he didn't get shot, so I guess it worked out for him. <laughs> yeah, very, oh, very cool. Cool. Yeah. Tuclo was another superhero of Maya's mm-hmm. past that yep. I really enjoyed getting introduced to. Yep, another badass woman. Mhm. Okay. Uh, so transitioning to yeah. the present, yes. I had not realized until this episode that Chula and Scully were no longer together. Oh, uh, I know, I was shocked. And it was actually pretty early, right, in that scene, that first scene mm-hmm. between Scully and Chula, I was like, are they not married? Yeah. I'm still going to call Scully Grandpa Scully. <laughs> and I don't know pod- if they were ever married. Ex- my Podcastica people even said that they did not believe that Scully was Taloa's father. father. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think that. I would agree with mm-hmm. them on that. I never got that idea. But I thought that Scully and Shula were married. Mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. least at that time when the accident happened the accident happened yeah taloa 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 sounds good whatever i'll have to go back and look at her name but yeah so 
But evidently, I don't know if they were ever married, but at least, I mean, they were together as a couple at one point and are not mm-hmm. anymore. But <laughs> Scully was cracking me up, though, in that scene. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He was trying all of his wiles out. <laughs> yep. I'm like, I wrote down, Scully is a Randy. <laughs> <laughs> you used to melt like butter when I talked Indian to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Scully, I love you. You're so fun. <laughs> And gives the sage advice to listen. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Scully's great. That too. Yeah, Scully is great. And we'd find out a little bit about why, and I think we might have talked about this in the last uh, episodes, that Chula thinks Maya is too much like her dad. And that's probably contributing yes. to why she didn't try to maintain contact with her. But I mean, she mm-hmm. was just a little wee child. How at so that little. point would she have known that right Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe maybe i mean i'm my stepmom used to tell me all the time you're just like your father (laughs) because i always took it as a compliment well even though she was trying to make it an insult (laughs) exactly so anyhow i guess maybe she might have seen it but i mean yeah and and you know maya throws that at her too right in that scene which we're going to talk about in more depth later so i won't say any more at this point (laughs) wait maya throws it at her that Maya throws she, what that, it, that Maya was just a child when all this went oh, down and totally yes yeah. totally agree about that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I was just talking about how we were just talking about how the generations were assisting yeah. Maya in some way however sometimes their appearance is just downright distracting when she gets captured mm-hmm. she turns around and sees a previous generation like maybe that's supposed to help but that also disorients her and then she gets captured (laughs) yeah yeah i thought the same thing i'm like you couldn't have done that a little earlier (laughs) right the warning was too late it was just too late and perhaps even distracted from (laughs) escaping the actual danger yeah yeah i was wondering why those three yahoos that kidnapped her thought hanging her upside down in the skating rink (laughs) was the right way to restrain her yeah this seemed like a real theatrical play this seemed unrealistic and just shock value i don't even know how else to describe it yeah that's that's not easy to do actually and to what end right right it was just why didn't you just tie her up in the back room to begin with Mm mm-hmm it's not like they knew she had that blade in her boot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So ready for the inspector gadget leg. That was so cool. I was like, oh, I knew they were going to inspector gadget that leg. <laughs> I was thinking James Bond, but I like inspector gadget. Too. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. All all related. And a little bit. Kingsman. Did, did you see that movie? You Kings- know, I have. But it's and, been a while. And they've got those blades in their shoes, too. That's clever. Yeah. That's clever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something occurred to me while I was watching this scene. And, you know, we could hear the heartbeat again. Yes. And we talked last time about how could Maya hear a heartbeat. But mm-hmm. you know how sometimes when your heart is really beating fast and you can almost like you feel it in your ears. Which you feel inter- it. Yeah. And, but you yes. get in, that's almost interpreted as hearing it, right? So I wonder if that's what's happening with Maya, right? She's like feeling that heartbeat pump really hard. Mm -hmm. 
and mm-hmm. and it just is interpreted as kind of like hearing. Did that I think make that's sense? fair. Okay. It certainly does because I had a little press upon that in that we could hear the other heartbeat yeah. of the guy, right? And how could she feel that? But I'm going to agree with you that since it can't, since the medium of TV can't uh-huh. make us feel a heartbeat, right. the only way it can be conveyed that she's feeling her heart accelerating or beating hard is through sound. So right. I think that's fair. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know why it popped into my head at that point. I'm like, maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. This is also the scene where I was like, who are the two skanks with the dumbass who ratted <sighs> out Maya? <laughs> oh, my gosh. They, I call them the white trash crew. Yeah. They, were just, <laughs> they were just insufferable, all three of them. Boy, and that actress that was playing Grace, I'm like, she's playing psychotic mm-hmm. really well. Because some of the looks she had on her face, I'm like, that bitch is scary. Yes. So, yeah, inter- and I would look them up on IMDb, and I oh, I can't remember what the heck she was on. Ozark, mm-hmm. which I have not seen. I started it, but it was too violent for me, and really? I can handle a fair bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, we made it through Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. And if it, yeah. If it was worse than that, I'm not sure I could handle it either. And I think I remember you saying that, which is why I haven't actually gone yeah i think there was a torture bit early on and just maybe not quite enough in my opinion to look over it Mm. but it it made it many seasons i didn't make it out of season one so i could i could stand corrected and need to go back and just skip that part wow well yeah so she was on that i don't know if she was on it long or just a few episodes but she doesn't have a a huge resume Mm -hmm. of of jobs and I thought wow she did really well for not having that I would expect that to come from a really experienced actor to to look that freaking crazy maybe this will open some doors for her yeah maybe nicely done of course so we totally (laughs) oh well that anyways crazy gal yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) we have total confirmation that it is uncle henry yes And so that was good to just have confirmed that he is indeed a Lopez. Yeah. And we have Bonnie coming to call at Skate Life. Mm -hmm. And my point of bringing this up is, Bonnie, girl, you should have gotten farther away before calling dispatch. She should have gotten immediately in the car and got her butt out of there. Yeah. Yeah. She's a tiny thing, too. She's quite petite, isn't she? Yes, she is. So it's no wonder the skanks could overpower her. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and I was after, you know, they kind of all get free and stuff. And Maya's like, I promise that you won't get hurt. I'm like, no. Oh, I hope that doesn't mean you've just signed her death warrant. I think she has. This is still my prediction. Oh, man. And I'm going to hate it. Yeah, yeah. That would be bad because, you know, I mean, Bonnie really is a total innocent. She's done nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's done nothing. But that fight scene in the skating ring. Wow. With the skateball and everything. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> like, she's MacGyvering this fight. Yes. I mean, like, and she MacGyvers her way out. I mean, who you knew you could make a laser gun out of, razors, or out of roller skates. <laughs> that was so cool. 
how she, yeah, how she MacGyvered that. Mm-hmm. My one critique was when she pulled like that duck hunt game, those guns out of the oh yeah machine and then was swinging them around. Yeah, it was like they had the effectiveness of an Indiana Jones whip or something <laughs> like that. I just don't think those arcade pieces would be quite as effectual. Now, the skeet balls, those suckers are heavy. Yeah. I do believe that a, 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 a severely chucked skeet ball could pack yeah. a wall up. Yeah. I, I have trouble with the duck hunt guns. I don't, I just don't think those <laughs> would have been quite as effective. Yeah. Yeah. I did. It did seem that she didn't actually kill too many of Zane's guys. They were all still alive. Except for the one black guy, right? Right. <laughs> he gets... I mean, how many times did she shoot him? Yes. But I was like, of course, it's the black guy. All this great representation and yet an old sorry tried trope there. Yep. 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 Oh, and the make America skate again. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) That was that was pretty funny. Yeah. 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 When Zane walked in, I mean, I knew I had seen him before, but for some reason I was like, God, it really, it really looks like Flea. I from... thought he looked like Sting's ugly older brother. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be Flea. <laughs> Which could be Flea. <laughs> and in case the listener doesn't know who we're talking about, Flea is with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> and if you don't know who the Red Hot Chili Peppers are. Give it a Google. Yeah. And what rock have you been living under? <laughs> <laughs> so don't insult the listeners, Tori. <laughs> I was wondering... Yeah. Go ahead. When Maya and Bonnie, you know, were locked up in that room. Yes. Why didn't Maya free herself earlier? I mean, it seemed like she waited quite a long time to free herself. And it almost seemed like, meh, whatever. It's a good question. Well, but, but Bonnie also gave her the insight that they were waiting for somebody to come and get her yeah yeah could be she was just waiting to try to figure out what their plan was and then was right i got to get out yeah and i laughed when bridget walked back in that room and this was i think no i guess bonnie was in there but she yells like where are you at yeah walks (laughs) into the dark room yeah and i'm like yeah realize that one of the people you're yelling at is deaf right (laughs) i was like okay yeah nicely done bridget why would you have gone in the room yeah the door is closed Mm -hmm. there's nowhere they can go Mm -hmm. why would you go in without your six covered Mm -hmm. and it wasn't very bright i didn't think well no surprise there no surprise (laughs) there and I loved the text that Maya sent to Vicky and Grace. <laughs> oh, yes. Join <laughs> uh, Bridget all trussed up like yep. a... Hogtied. Yep. And Kingpin's Ring is New York Minute. Love that song. Mm-hmm. Knew immediately oh, it yeah. was Kingpin. Oh, yes. And even Uncle Henry did, right? He's like, who? There's only one person that could have gotten Zane to stand down. Uh-huh. And I do not think Maya thought that was at all remotely possible. Yeah, until I don't Henry either. said that. She's like, I shot him in the face. He's like, well, 
this is the only possibility no one else could have gotten Zane to stop. I'm still trying to figure that out. She shoots, she was close. I mean, that was point blank range. And she shoots him, maybe to move his head real quick. So it almost like just like scraped by his eye. Because when he took his bandage off, I'm like, I don't think he's blind in that eye. I think it just got like really wounded. It's not like the bullet went into his eye. Huh. I don't know. That kind of all confused me, but I'm a little bit ahead of ours of the story. But well, it was crazy that he seemed to still have an eye there. I was mm-hmm. wondering if that was some kind of replacement eye because I thought perhaps he had been shot right in the eye. Mm. And, you know, there are those cases like that people have a metal rod go through their head yeah, and they'll yeah. survive and be able mm-hmm. to function. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it miraculously didn't hit right. essential portions of the brain. So, yeah, I mean, you know, more often than not, it means you're dead. But sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You're incredibly lucky. Well, I guess Kingpin is. I guess so. I guess so. I did. I just, I look at my next note and it just says, Vicky's dead. Should have listened to Henry. <laughs> oh, I knew Vicky was toast the moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, jeez, yeah. that, that was just so. And then the way mm-hmm. he was pushing him about the money. Right. Pretending he had more power and influence than mm-hmm. he did. And it cost mm-hmm. him his life. Mm-hmm. I sure hope they have good insurance on the skate spot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Closed for renovations. Indeed. (laughs) One of my notes is, Jesus, how many guys did he bring? (laughs) They just seemed to be, one would go down and three more would show up. I'm like, holy crap. That's a lot. They must have really been afraid. Yeah, they must have really been afraid of Maya Mm -hmm. to bring that many guys. To bring that much heat. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about the bling that scully created for the the maya leg that's pretty cool and i think did you notice uh when shula was like in her sewing room and she was working on that leather yes and and the outfit behind her i think that's going to be maya's like superhero costume i think so too did you kind of get the sense that maybe chula had been making that for taloa and that was why she was so Moved by looking at it and then was deciding to make it for Maya. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. But that then made me wonder, did Taloa have some kind of superpowers that Shula knew about? Because it didn't look like regalia. Right. But then I wondered, maybe it was regalia and it was just kind of different kind of regalia. Of course, it was unfinished. But usually, I don't know, regalia is usually a lot more brightly colored and at least what i've seen of regalia for well we show dancing right of yes yes well we do in the next episode learn that chula really believed taloa was a healer Mm -hmm. that maybe she had kind of special skills in that arena but that's this is going to be her her healer outfit maybe there you go exactly i wear the paladin paladin role there we go (laughs) There we go. I'm kind of flipping ahead in my notes and looking and getting, I saw some notes about that hymn. I didn't look up the hymn itself. And, and I was really kind of torn. I mean, because the sound of the hymn is very Christian-y. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know 
Five Nations, that's one of the things they're all known for is conversion back in the day. But I was really torn that it was translated into Choctaw. And I, I don't, so I'm, I'm kind of confused in my head about that whole thing because it's, I don't know, you know, it just smacks colonialism and, and so forth. But I did look up, I tried to look up some of the words like um, holy topa is to be holy or blessed. And I'm wondering if that's kind of a mesh up of the English holy with a Choctaw word. Right. And, right. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I wonder if it was mostly Choctaw, but they repurposed it to a Western type, I mean, mm-hmm. a Christian type song, you know, a right. hymn type right. format. Right. Maybe it was more a chant or I, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Anyhow, which brings us up to the very last scene in yes. episode three. Wow. That D'Onofrio has some serious screen presence, and I know they are doing things to make him look bigger than life. He's big. I think he's 6'4 or something. But he's not a giant. Right. And they are really doing a good job making him look like a very massive individual. Yeah. And I was like, if Kingpin was looking at me like that, I would be crapping in my pants. (laughs) Because he looked scary AF. What what a dynamic. But where was his white suit? Well, we see it in the next episode. I guess I thought he only had white suits. Again, I haven't watched all of Daredevil and that whole stuff. So I don't know. Maybe he does wear other colors in that. But I, I just always remember the white suit. I mean, that's like a kingpin trademark. I think that is kind of quintessential. But I happen to play Marvel Snap. (laughs) And there are multiple variants of Kingpin, and not in all of them is he wearing white. (laughs) All right. I just was picturing his closet (laughs) full of of white suits, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which it may be. But, I mean, that's all I was thinking, exclusively white suits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, oh, well, that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, that was intense. And the next episode as well, I mean, this psychological connection between Mm -hmm. the two of them Mm -hmm. is just palpable and freaky. Mm -hmm. I mean, a real complicated and twisted relationship. Mm -hmm. That scene, right? They start out with young Maya and Kingpin. She's coming out of her school and the the ice cream man's giving her shit. Uh That, That was in Hawkeye, right? Because oh. that, that part of the scene to where he like kicks the shit out of that guy. Yes. Was familiar to me. I'm like, I have seen this before. Oh, like, I did I, not remember it, but I wouldn't put it past me. I don't remember the part about Maya seeing it, but I remember the rest of it. So mm-hmm. I think that was in Hawkeye, but it wasn't in the two episodes of Hawkeye that I watched. Okay. Because I watched um, the last two episodes of Hawkeye. That's what I was going to talk about. Well, go ahead and go ahead and let's let's jump in. Well, now I'm trying to remember what were we wondering in the last episode because uh, I remember saying, "Oh, I wish I would have watched the last two episodes or the last couple episodes of Hawkeye." Oh, well, I, I know, know we what were it was. Curious. It was about yeah, yeah. I, was, I think you're going the same place I was. You know, why did Kingpin hire Hawkeye or Ronan mm-hmm. to kill Maya's dad? Mm-hmm. Do you remember Kazi? Nope. Okay, so he was um, the young man that was with Maya a lot, her close friend, Kazi. Dark curly oh, hair, the Jon Snow yes. wannabe. 
Yes. Okay. So he was the one who actually contacted the Ronin, but he would have only done that under Kingpin's direction, which is why the Ronin says, you know, your boss is responsible for this. Mm -hmm. But even in those two episodes, they never say why. Okay. Why did her dad have to die? And I'm wondering, based on the conversations that we heard in episode four here, did Kingpin want her dad out of the way so he could be her father? The father figure. Right. I sure wouldn't put it past him because it certainly seems that Maya is the closest thing Kingpin has to an object of love. It is possible Kingpin loved his mother. Right. It sounds like he at least wanted to protect her. Mm-hmm. And it didn't say like the father always came after him. Right. It seemed like the father went after his mother. Right. And so that's got some weight. That, yeah. the, as twisted as it is, it would mm-hmm. be just twisty enough to fit with all the other twisted parts of that relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That only has the language of violence. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great line. Violence is always our language. And I guess the one thing that maybe doesn't hold together with that is mm-hmm. why didn't he do it sooner if that right. was what what was about that time that he decided, okay, now I want to be the sole father figure. You'd think if it had happened earlier, Maya would have much fewer memories of her father because right. she would have been small, you know. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's because, remember that one dinner they showed at the dinner where the ASL interpreter gets offed? Yes. And he says, you know, you're ready now. Yeah. So maybe he was just waiting until, you know, she was ready. (laughs) I'm just trying to, I'm just spitballing Mm -hmm. here, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it, I think it is a point that has not been clarified yet. Mm -hmm. So we're hypothesizing Mm -hmm. for sure. But yeah. um, Yeah. Well, and I was also wondering, because I could, I know I've seen all of Deadpool season one, and I got started on season two, and there's that woman in season one that Kingpin is dating. Do you mm. remember that? No. I was trying to remember what happened to her, only because I was thinking, you know, Kingpin doesn't lo- love a lot, mm-hmm. but when he, I think he almost equates this obsession he gets with some women as mm-hmm. love. And I know mm-hmm. he, I think that's what he felt with this woman and. Did I say Deadpool? You did. (laughs) And I was like, I haven't seen whatever it is you're talking about. (laughs) Did you mean? No, I meant Daredevil. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Which I have not seen that either. I was talking to my trainer this morning about Deadpool. Okay. No problem. I'm like, hey, you said Deadpool. I meant Daredevil. So in season one of Daredevil, he's kind of, he's got this woman. But I don't remember okay. what happens with her. I just know he was, it, it almost felt that same thing that he w- does with Maya, right? This okay. intenseness that is kind of obsessive and mm-hmm. possessive. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what happened to her. And maybe that contributes to this intense obsession, possession he has over Maya. You know, she's like his little, she's his creation. Yes. So to speak molded yeah in his image if you yeah. will and obviously to the point of him saying go ahead and kill me yeah with this ball peen hammer right 
is like, you are me. Yeah. Yep. Was there a little bit of, and again, because I haven't read Frankenstein, but I was just sitting here as we were talking. I'm like, wow, she's a little bit like Frankenstein's monster, except she's Kingpin's monster. You know, he says, who's the monster here, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and then I was thinking about that relationship between Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, I'm like, it's it echoes a little bit of that for me. <laughs> Frankenstein never offers himself up as mm. a sacrifice okay. for Frankenstein's monster. Okay, okay. And Frankenstein really, Dr. Frankenstein really abandons the monster. Uh, okay. So I'll go with making him, you know, creating her, but I don't see a lot of parallels okay. in their in their relationship. Well, now we can clearly see how unfamiliar I am really with that story. <laughs> well, it's it's been a little while for me, but I think I I think for some reason Frankenstein came up in another podcast that we were doing that ended in fire and I was like, "Oh, like with Frankenstein's monster burning yeah. on the fire or something." Yeah. And so I know I know at that time I kind of went back and refreshed myself on a little of the lore about right. how Frankenstein's right. monster killed Frankenstein's wife. You know, yeah. And I, I brushed yeah. up on a few of the finer details. Uh, yeah, I think that was when we were talking about Buffy season two, episode oh. two, some assembly required, right? With Frank and Daryl. Okay. <laughs> that is absolutely it. That's amazing that you were able to pull that together. That is absolutely it. <laughs> well, I think it's because we just, even though we recorded it months ago, we just yes. dropped it recently, so. Well, that's fair. So, and of course, I always listen. To you know, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I have to say, and it gets explained, right? Mm-hmm. Maya says, you didn't even bother to learn how to sign. Yeah. I, I just kind of wondered, <laughs> I have no evidence of this. But I just kind of wondered if D'Onofrio wasn't very good at ASL, if they had tried to have him learn some <laughs> ASL. I am amazed at the ASL of all of the other people mm-hmm. in Maya's life, which I cannot mm-hmm. imagine that all these actors just knew it. Right, right. I was so impressed. And, of course, I'd love to have a deaf person's opinion on how right. well they are doing. Right. But that Kingpin barely even knows i love you right it's, it's a little shocking that he wouldn't have some greetings some mm-hmm. little tropes that he mm-hmm. would at least trot out without having a full understanding of the language given the connection to her i don't know it just i wondered if d'onofrio was a problem <laughs> in some way with that or if they decided well he says he loves her, but right. he doesn't even speak her language. Yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, here we go. Echo. Why Kingpin never learned American Sign Language? That's not a question. They got a question mark after it. And I'm like, that should just be a period, people. Let's see. <laughs> Maya accused Kingpin of... No- I'm sorry. I should tell what page I'm on. I'm on Comic Basics. Oh, great. Maya accused Kingpin of never learning sign language because he truly didn't care about her all that much. And then underneath that says it's likely that Kingpin did start learning ASL, but gave up somewhere along the way. 
since he had plenty of resources to figure out other means of communication with Maya. That's what they posit here. That ASL tech, that kicked ass. I'm like, could you imagine having that tech? That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that really, that was cool. And I love how that is portrayed on the screen. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you can't have some bystander hearing all these private conversations. Right. And I mean, you have close moments with your father or father figure having to go through some other person. Yeah. It's just really... I can't believe that it took this long for him to come up with a solution that didn't involve somebody else. Right, right. And I, while we're kind of talking about that scene, when the interpreter turns down that hall, I Mm -hmm. had to rewind it because I didn't notice this at first, but that whole hallway at the end is lined with plastic. And she just even kind of like is calmly walking towards it. And I'm like, I think I might have halted in my tracks. Oh, yeah. I turned into that hallway and saw all that plastic. I mean, I know we hear her in the next scene off screen, but I was just like, whoa, I would have been trying to scramble my way out of there. Mm-hmm. But oh, I was like, and when when he said to her, you're dismissed, I was like, oh, no, is that a signal to kill her? And yes, it was. It was. hundred percent. Yeah. But during those scenes, particularly when Kingpin was using the ASL tech, and I remember we were talking last week about, or last time about, you know, how did her family remember all of that ASL when they hadn't seen her in 20 years? Mm-hmm. But they had been using ASL for years because of Taloa. Fair. So they were probably, you know, it was probably pretty well embedded in their lives. And so maybe they were a little rusty, but could still use it because they had already been using it for a couple decades. I sure agree with that for the adults. Now, right. Bonnie and Biscuits well, yeah, yeah. would have been children, which yeah. I'm not saying they couldn't have still been competent. Right. But they seemed, it didn't seem like Biscuits was having to search for words or yeah, yeah. anything like that and yeah. was even signing to the dog. Maybe that's how they kept up their practice. They Maybe. Always signed to Billy Jack. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I was bummed that uh, Biscuits wasn't in this episode much. No, it was a loss. It was definitely <laughs> a loss. Yeah, yeah. You can only get so much into five episodes, though. That's and true. I did love how much Kingpin Maya there was. And mm-hmm. it was so interesting. Oh, my gosh. Those scenes. D'Onofrio. Oh, well, yeah. Wow. And I was, I realized at one point, I'm like, man. My blood pressure is really up right now. I am really nervous for Maya. Yes. Well, He's like, what is he going to do? He's way too calm for all of this. Also, I didn't know who was the cat and who was the mouse. Yeah. When that knife falls down and mm-hmm. he hands it to her and then the mm-hmm. whole hammer scene, mm-hmm. there is some real psychological trickery going on there. And I mean, she shot him in the face right he has cause to be pretty upset with her (laughs) right yeah yeah but it's almost as if it made him respect her more Mm -hmm. yeah i got that feeling too and i kept wondering you know what was making her hesitate she had plenty Mm -hmm. of opportunity right now 
to kill him and he offers himself up and she doesn't do it so does she really have these feelings of this is you know my second father feeling mm-hmm. i don't know it's a little confusing or is the exposure to her family that she hasn't seen forever starting to make her think differently which i think is where they're headed mm-hmm. but i just think and i understand again it's only five episodes and they don't have a lot of time to really develop this but it would be nice if it was a little longer so we could see maybe the relationship with her family changing right from what it's been these last 10 to 15 years yes. to uh, to something that's more deeper that would make that would help make it more sense Boy, that was a really poorly constructed sentence but <laughs> it would make more sense right if she's starting to think differently now but she just haven't hasn't been there long enough at this point but i don't mm-hmm. know and damn girl you poured a damn lafitte oh my gosh down the drain my little heart went (laughs) it he takes it in stride but it was he's like it was recommended it came highly recommended i'll bet yeah i was just curious i mean i know it's an expensive wine right Mm -hmm. and uh you know the cheapest bottles i found were between 400 and 600 dollars wow but I found a 1971 Magnum of Lafitte Rothschild. Yes. 2000 bucks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And it's all down the drain. <laughs> wow. Well, they did. And they didn't need to even end up having dinner. Nope. Nope. Got all everything those, out. Yeah. But... All those cookies from Levain's, mm-hmm. which is a real bakery in New York. Did you know that? I didn't, but that's very cool. And I might have to go check it out next time. Uh, well, we'll be able to do that next week because I ordered some of their cookies. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, my gosh, Troy, that's awesome. Oh, I, I wonder if they'll come before we do our final podcast on the last episode. We could give a review. We could. We'd have to wait until next Friday. Okay, well, we'll, I think we'll they're think coming about on the, it. Coming on the 16th. If they come early, I'll let you know. There's no way I'm waiting that long to watch the last episode. <laughs> No, I'll be watching the last episode before then as well. But will we get to record it is the thing. Exactly. I must admit, I know it's a show you haven't seen, Mm -hmm. but I got some Succession vibes. Succession Mm. is an HBO show. Mm -hmm. You might have heard about it with the Roy family. And it won a lot of Academy Awards in the past year. You mean Golden Globes? Emmys? Well, Emmys. Okay. Emmys. Yes, yes, yes. Both, both Emmys and Golden Globes. It's over now and okay. really had a pretty solid ending. But there's this patriarchal Logan Roy who's built this empire and he's got three good for nothing children. <laughs> all, they're all vying for his Money. succession rights. And mm-hmm. yeah. And he's, oh my gosh, his view of love is also real twisted. And he never, well, one of them thinks he's the heir apparent. But anyway, he does all sorts of psychological mm-hmm. warfare with the three kids. Mm-hmm. But Kingpin, now whether it's a ploy or not, is like, I will give you everything. Yep. Uh, you want an empire? I will give it to you. Just yep. come back to New York with me. And yep. that sounded like something Logan Roy would say as well. But then mm-hmm. Logan Roy would backtrack it and not actually go through with it. Ah. So... I think Kingpin is probably serious, but I, think I don't so. know. I think so. And Maya referred to herself as the Queen Pin. Loved it. As you I, had Woo! minted it last time. Yep. <laughs> it's probably in the comics, but I haven't read the comic. Yep. 
Maybe. But I was like, called it, called it. And Uncle Henry, not happy, not happy at all. Yes. And I don't want to, I, I definitely want to give the other scene between Kingpin and Maya some time okay. toward the end. Okay. But I do first want to deal with the Henry and then the Chula conversations. Oh, because, yeah. 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 Henry is, and we see, we get a little more of Hen- Henry's history that he wanted out and he's yep. tried to get out yep. and he couldn't get out, but he mm-hmm. got out of New York mm-hmm. and was, has just been trying to keep the violence out of the town. Yeah. yeah. And Maya has blown that wide open. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering, just as while I was listening to you, this thought popped into my head. She has all these adults that have left her. Her mom, yes. Uncle Henry, her grandma, you know, and her dad and Kingpin are the only adults that stick around. That's it's gotta, really true. Really kind of, that's really had to have messed with her mind. I totally agree. And Henry actually apologizes for it, which yes. I liked. Yes. And because Shula Maya never does. has been exactly. Because Maya has been abandoned a lot. And even yep. though Henry thought he was doing the right thing, right. what does that feel like right. to a child who right. loses yet, who's abandoned by yet another loved one? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So she's, that's probably why she didn't kill him right away. Kingpin, when she had those opportunities again, because she's yeah. conflicted, right? Because this is an adult who has been Stuck there for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And Henry clearly knows the power of Chula because yep. when he feels like mm-hmm. it's not like Maya really was totally upfront about it, but Henry's mm-hmm. like, oh, you need to talk to Chula. You're seeing yeah. things. This is who I need to get you to. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like that was right. And we had wondered if this sort of power of connection, if there was a reincarnation situation, but mm-hmm. we, we discover definitely in this episode that Chula sees the previous generations as well. And yeah. they came to her in a time of need too. And we also found out that Taloa. Oh no, that was Chula. That was when Chula was giving birth to Taloa. That she saw Correct. the ancestors. So yeah, sorry, get myself confused. We don't know if Easy her to do. Did. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. That do you think they were that Chula and Maya were actually kind of seeing stuff at the same time in that? I do. Scene? Okay. I do. I thought it was almost like a simultaneous deal. Yeah. And I was like, how the hell did Chula get home so fast? Well, that's because I mean, you know, Henry's driving like a freaking bat out of hell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, boy, Henry's booking it. Mm -hmm. Boy, that just dated myself, didn't it? Booking it. (laughs) I thought nothing of it. (laughs) All right. Dates me as well. So, yeah, I love that. That scene was really intense between Chula and Maya, but beautiful, but a beautiful scene. So beautiful. And how Chula just sort of speaks softly. She's letting the sign talk. Yeah. Yeah. But she helps us a bit by speaking. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It just almost makes the signing more powerful. It's like Mm -hmm. I'm really saying it with my hands. Right. But. I whisper it to myself as well. Right. And the way she signed generations. Oh, God, that was like a ballet. It was. It was. I just was so 
touched. And it's like she just kept going back. It was mm-hmm. like she needed, I don't know what the sign is for generations, but it was mm-hmm. like she was putting extra ones on there to be like mm-hmm. all the way back to the first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so just cool. beautiful. So to me, it seems like she's an amazing ASL person. Now, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe a deaf person would be like, well, she could use some work. But again, it's just kind of like, wow, there were a lot of people who probably learned how to sign as part of this show. And, you know, sometimes like you'll see people speak foreign languages, languages right. that are not their native tongue. And you're kind of like, oh, I wonder how well they're saying that Chinese or right. the Russian or whatever. But it, it's impressive. It's impressive when they speak any other language that is not comfortable for them. Yeah, yeah. I've just found a headline because I'm wondering, I'm like, there has to have been some reactions from people in the deaf community yeah. about this. And I'm sure that Alakwa helped people like with their sign language. Mm-hmm. But says Echo used deaf creative team to inject authenticity into new Marvel show. So let's see what else it says here. It says the creative team behind the show were keen to do justice by the deaf community with the representation in the series. And that meant including deaf creatives, both in front and behind the camera. They found deaf writers, deaf consultants, and people who have scenes. They tried to inject authenticity into the filming. So, yeah, they had to learn sign language together, both the cast and crew. Everybody started taking ASL classes. Wow. So I imagine. I wonder, wonder if everyone includes D'Onofrio. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when we were talking about that earlier, it reminded me of this Christmas movie, which if we do Christmas this year, I think it'll be one that I have us watch. The Family Stone. So the Family Stone has a deaf character, 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 and Diane Keaton stars in that, as does um, Craig Nelson. That's Craig T. Nelson. Oh, sure. Coach. Yeah, coach. And I guess, you know, Keaton picked it up real fast and (laughs) Craig T. Nelson had a hard time. And so all his signing in the movie is super slow and Mm -hmm. deliberate, you know, and Diane Keaton's just like with our hands and I was wondering if maybe that's what we saw here like with D'Onofrio right maybe he was a little bit slow in picking it up and uh, other people picked it up fast and so maybe that's why they kind of came up with this whole tech thing and so forth but Mm -hmm. I haven't in the little bit of time I've been looking I haven't seen anything that said D'Onofrio couldn't pick up the ASL but (laughs) D'Onofrio's signing was hopeless they were like this is not at all authentic we can we got to come up with a cover story (laughs) yeah so but maybe it was a Craig T. Nelson situation (laughs) Mm -hmm. just uh, really tough for that person yeah yeah but maybe we'll find out but so I just cannot escape giving this tiny little scene where we did see Biscuits a little bit of shine mm-hmm. in that they go he goes to the scrap heap yeah and the junkyard proprietor is like everything the light touches is yours <laughs> <laughs> and biscuits are you quoting the lion king <laughs> <laughs> and biscuits is gonna try to put that truck back together just like humpty dumpty whether it's futile <laughs> or not yep yep that was cute that's cute but i loved that they chose allison krauss's 
<gasps> so, love that song which of course going down me... to the river to play to yeah play. and of course you have to think of oh brother we're out there right right which is honestly the only reason i know the song <laughs> yes me too me too but yeah really interesting and that's kind of in in that montage is when we see chula i wrote down chula's making maya superhero outfit yes yep 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 and yep. you know so maybe these people that abandoned maya are now getting a second chance mm-hmm. and are actually not only transforming her mentally mm-hmm. into what mm-hmm. I'm going to say, the superhero she's going to become. Right. But are also putting her together with Scully doing the leg and with right. Chula doing, you know, literally right. cladding her right. with their love and support and helping her reimagine herself. Yeah. And understanding how powerful relatives and ancestors can be yeah like rediscovering that for maya yeah yeah and that you just hit on another layer of clearly maya's dead generational past is there to help her right so it's time for the living to get on board as well (laughs) yeah 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 and maybe for chula when she saw the ancestors, and this might be the first time she's seen them since she gave birth to Tuloa. Mm. And maybe she, that helps Chula put it together about Maya, right? And how unfair she's kind of been and that, you know, she does need to support her because mm-hmm. these ancestors are. Mm-hmm. So there must be something about Maya that's yeah. worthy of it, right? Very special. But yeah, and then, boy, I definitely wouldn't want to be Maya now because King Pin was pissed. He was, but I'll tell you what, he has an amazing capacity to take Maya's shit in stride. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, dude, he's going to go through the wall on that plane and they're not even going to be able to take off. It looked darn well like it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But talking about the the scene where we find out we knew Kingpin's father had been murdered. Uh-huh. We did not know it was Kingpin who killed him. And to hold on to that hammer. And I did I did look, I don't know exactly quite what the significance was, but I noticed that wasn't a normal hammer that usually has the crowbar piece on the other side to pull out nails. It was a ball peen hammer. Thank you. I'm like, I know it has a special name, but you found out, right? Or did you already know that? I thought it was, I was Googling ball pin because I I was like, isn't that a ball pin hammer? Well, Uh, I was wrong about pin. It's peen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But pin was close enough for it Mm -hmm. to bring up what I wanted. And a ball peen hammer is really used in metalworking. Oh. And I wondered if Kingpin's dad was a metal worker or if hmm. there was some kind of, I mean, a ball peen hammer. I mean, it's just, it's not as common. I mean, I right. have a hammer. Right. I, in fact, have two hammers. I do not have a ball peen hammer. I do not So either. why someone, I don't know what level of specificity you have to be. I'm no handyman. I'm no woodworker. I, I don't know what kind of people... <laughs> where you have to go in the layer of handiness to yeah. have a ball peen hammer. But it seemed like it was very much a metal working. You can use it to even out metal yeah. 
yeah. that, that surface. And also that ball end can help you mold rivets in oh. such. So, but but still all metalworking. And so I I didn't come up with a connection there, but I'd like to keep an eye out for if there's some, if we find out any more about Kingpin's father or that kind of reason. But I mean, oh my gosh, to think your father beat your mother and you killed oh your God. father and you held on, you held on to the ball peen hammer, yeah. twisted. And yeah. then you give it to your adoptive daughter and pretty much lean your head forward like... If you want to kill me right now, just do it. I and I have to think he just knows she's not going to do it. But God, twisted, weird psychological stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Somehow I knew that Kingpin had killed his father. Must have been something from Daredevil or something else. I don't know. I don't. Oh my gosh, this. Wilson Fisk's real name was Wilson Moriarty. What? Yeah, I'm real looking Sherlock at this, Holmes. Yeah, I'm looking thing. at the Marvel Animated Universe wiki. Mm-hmm. And it says, Mr. Moriarty was a petty thug who dreamed of being bigger. While on a job, he bumped into his overweight son, Wilson, and dragged him away with him. Wilson eventually joined with him on crimes until his weight kept him behind. Mm-hmm. He apologized and left him to go to prison. Wilson made several contacts in prison. And emerged a better person. He became the kingpin. How is this a better person? And created a vast criminal empire. Wilson Moriarty eventually changed his name to Wilson Fisk and sought to erase his past. He found his father now elderly and had him brought before him. Mr. Moriarty recognized Fisk as his son Willie and happily stated he always knew that kingpin was his son. However, Fisk angrily stated Moriarty left his son behind in prison and now it's time to face his judgment. That's doesn't say not what we got. No, let me check something else. But I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something more specific, but I don't. It's gone. It's gone. I mean, that sounds like he killed him when he was defenseless, when he was kind of old and elderly, not in the middle of beating on his mom. Yeah, I mean, the way he was talking about it. He killed his mom, or he killed his mom. He killed his dad when he was younger. Like, I was thinking maybe like a teenager or something. That's what I was thinking, too, when he finally was big enough to do it. And maybe Kingpin's lying. You know, that's yeah. the other thing. We mm-hmm. we didn't get a flashback or anything like that. So Kingpin may be playing around with the facts here in order to make this murder more noble or mm-hmm. something in Maya's mm-hmm. eyes. I wouldn't put it past him. This guy is a psychological manipulator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is for sure. Well, this is interesting. Kingpin's appearance and personality were based on two actors, Robert Middleton. I don't know who that is. And Sidney Greenstreet, who was in Casablanca. I'll have to look those two actors up. Yeah. Yeah. Were either of them giant hulks of men? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, there's a picture of the uh, Robert Middleton. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe that's Sidney Greenstreet. Oh, I bet that is. Remember in Casablanca, mm-hmm. Rick. Yes. That, goes... uh, that character I know. <laughs> so he goes to see this guy to try to either buy those passes 
or something, or he's going to give him or something. I don't know. But it's the guy. He's dressed all in the white suit with the white fez. Okay. And is kind of a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even a big bald guy. Doesn't have a lot of hair. <laughs> okay. So that's vaguely, I think that's I'm the Sydney Green that. Street guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And Rick sells him the bar before he okay. leaves Casablanca. Okay. I don't know who the other guy is. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, well, I believe it's Sydney Green Street. So one one out of two ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to do some more research on Kingpin's backstory. Yeah, my only connection to him is I've played Marvel Ultimate Ultimate Alliance, a video game, and I play Marvel Snap. And so so my knowledge is real thin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I knew what he looked like. I had a good feel of that. that yeah. I got. Yeah. Which is true about Echo as well. I didn't run into Echo in Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but I do run into her in Marvel Snap. Ah. That's it. Real thin. Real thin. Knew the comic book character existed. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just found this site. And this says, Maya isn't Fisk's only daughter. Whoa. Whoa. Have we got a Thanos situation here? That's what I'm wondering. Oh, I definitely have to do more research into that. Okay. Well, we will look forward to more intel. The nice thing is we've got our big last episode upcoming. Maybe you can enlighten us. Yeah. Maybe I got to go pick up some comics. So maybe <laughs> I'll talk to the guys there and say, hey, what do you know about Kingpin and, and Maya's nice. real relationship? <laughs> nice. Nice. They might they might know. And see if there's also a nebula out in the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the corners somewhere. Some yeah. cyborg, cyborg daughter <laughs> as well. Yeah. Vying for Kingpin's affections. Yeah. Wow, that's really yeah, that's interesting. But yeah. I mean, how would Kingpin have gotten with Maya's mom would be the question. So maybe it is more of a Thanos situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these Where adoptive. Adopts them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, destroys their families and mm -hmm. takes them for his yeah. own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. I'll see what I can find out. I'll just try to do some more research. Okay. Well, I continue to absolutely, I, I was sort of gushing over this series after episode one and two. Mm -hmm. I continue to do, to do so. Right there with you. Right there with you. We'll see I... if they stick the landing in episode five. And boy, oh, I, see, I mean, I really kind of hope that this will be a series that continues, but I guess I won't be shocked if it's a one and done as well. Yeah. I mean, even if it is a one and done on the series, mm -hmm. I think since we are going to have Daredevil and they're going to be bringing in Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and the Iron Fist characters mm -hmm. I and, and Kingpin, right? And Maya is got to be part of that at least going to come back in some of that yeah even if it's not her own series and maybe we needed to have kind of this origin and story series to understand mm -hmm. how she is in the upcoming daredevil stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well that's fair so you know again tori spotlight you don't need to know anything <laughs> about it you don't need to have any connection to the whole <laughs> rest of the universe 
but it might not hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's what the tagline should be. You don't yeah. need to know, but it might not hurt. <laughs> but it might not hurt. I did see, I'm, I'm not going to be able to give the source because it was uh -huh. on either my Instagram feed or something like that. Uh -huh. But I've heard that Jeremy Renner has put out there, when and if Hawkeye is called back to service, he's going to be ready. Yeah, he's, I was, I saw some stuff on Instagram about, that he posted about how his therapy and stuff is going and man, he is working his ass off. Yeah. So, yeah, boy, I'm not sure. I mean, cause that was a pretty damn serious accident. Oh my gosh. It's, it's shocking. He's still alive. Yeah, it really is. It really and is. And with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess uh, the only thing left to do is say bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wallowing in the Shallows is created and produced by the both of us. Edited by Mo. The soundtrack for the Wallowing in the Shallows Echo Review is Apache Rock Instrumental by Sound Atelier, available on gemendo.com. You can send us feedback at witstvpod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And then subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe.